You're listening to the American Soccer Analysis Show. Dude, you're, you're the Tommy McNamara of podcasting. It's great. Thank you. Wait, what? With your hosts, Ian Lamberson. If you say one more bad thing about Mike Grella, I'm going to cut you. And Harrison Crow. Patrick Mullins is what happens when you least expect it. From the kickoff to the shootout, we're amped up, we're ramped up. For a breakaway from a set play, it's a give and go. Yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm Ian. With me today, as always, Kieran, Kingmaker Doyle, and Harrison, the Hot Hand Crow. How you doing, gentlemen? <laughs> the Hot doing Hand. Fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah well, like you know, that. you see me draining them threes. Like I, 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 <laughs> I hit them. Draining them threes. I have That's... always thought, Harrison, that you are the Nikola Jokic of uh, exactly, uh, exactly yeah, of podcasting. Um. Well, it's has there been any interesting, would you say, developments uh, in Major League Soccer since we last convened here in this virtual space? You mean Luciana Acosta maybe playing for the U.S. Men's National Team? That's exactly what I mean. Yeah, it's I'm, finally happening. Javier Morales, the new Argentinian in Miami. Javier Morales, great point. Yeah, boy. The papers cannot stop talking about Javier Morales his job in Miami. Just turning that team around. You know, we haven't talked enough about Justin Mir. Um, <laughs> you, you know what? I had a thought about him the other day. Isn't it crazy that he hasn't played for Columbus? He played for Columbus. I guess he played, had that half season out, like that Atlanta traded him. But realistically, like he just like left Columbus and then went on and had another career in MLS. Yeah. Now he's doing pretty good for Charlotte, I guess. I, um, yeah. Iraqi he was, national. He was in he was in RSL for three and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> he really just did not. You really didn't hear much from him there. What? Uh, I am of course talking about Chuarongo, finally an RSL player. We got him, guys. We, we got, got him. him. We got him. Uh, that's all the league will talk about. We cannot stop hearing about Chicho Arango. What does it mean for RSL? What does it mean for the league as a whole? What does it mean for our nation as a soccer nation? Anyway, uh, this bit's already too old, too stale. Uh, yeah, no, no, guys. Uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, you guys, I hear he's pretty good at soccer. Um, I guess some call him the goat. Some some people have been known to call him that, yes. Um, You know, I think this is just the high point probably of his career, uh, playing in DRV Pink Stadium. Um, I have never actually, to my knowledge, met in person or online a fan of Inter-Miami. I suspect that's about to change significantly. 
they apparently they are already the most followed on Instagram team of all the American teams except for like four or five NBA teams. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, a month before they had their uh, debut, I was at the gym and there's a guy there um, that had like, he had everything. He had the shorts, he had the shirt, he had the hat, he like had a, like a little beanie. Dude, he had everything enter Miami. And this was like, was he a player? No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet the owner? Like, yeah. No, just another, just a, just another dude. Was, looking was it David Beckham? His shape, like uh, he was not. He was he was not a soccer athlete. I will say that. Neither am I. Neither am I by any stretch of the imagination. But it was like to see it out in the wild like that was was something. Like it was life changing. Like I won't forget that moment. It was Blaze Matweedy. He was working at Planet Fitness to get that other compensation that Miami was like throwing off the books to him. Like he just had to show up and smile there and he was getting like, yeah, well, he's got to do some in-store appearances at the, the Planet Fitness. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, this Yeah. So Miami has kind of a checkered, let's say checkered past with regards to big name players. They've certainly taken some swings. And I think it's fair to say that they've, they've whiffed more often than they've uh, connected. Okay. Let me start by, let me start by this. Is there any world in which this whole messy thing. Well, hold on. I got to make a qualifier too, because. All right. <laughs> Keep walking way- back. Keep walking back. I like it. Is there any way this blows up in their face? Yes. Yeah. If he gets like injured on like the first day. Yeah. That would be pretty bad. But, actually. But Messi has been for the most part, like reasonably durable throughout his career. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why he's, is because he never missed time. Like he always was going, right? Yeah, there, I think there was like one season where he had like an ankle thing. But other than that, like the guy has been a pretty consistent like 40 to 50 game a season guy. It's that low center of gravity. This, this is why you want Messi, the durability, everything else. Everything else Whatever. is just bonus. Remember that, remember that like Scott Caldwell graphic when he got traded to RSL? And it yeah. was like – 396 games, one goal, one assist. <laughs> that's the message. I, I dunked on that tweet so hard they deleted it. Like, <laughs> um, they, yeah, okay. So, I mean, outside of like commercially, because obviously commercially, this is a slam dunk. Like, there's just no. Comparison. No, I, it's a it's yeah, a like, fair it's a fair question, man. It's yeah. a fair question. Does this blow up in their face? Can this go wrong? And I think it's okay to, to sit here and say, okay, how could they screw this up? Because <laughs> if there's a team out there that could screw up a DP transit, they're they're at least in that conversation, right? At least we know whatever shadiness was in this deal is like publicly known and they've just gone ahead and put that like we're not going to find out like three years from now that like okay guys it turns out 
we didn't tell you all the ways Lionel Messi was getting paid. Like we know, we know what they're doing. We don't care. We're moving past that for them. I am. Uh, I am pretty curious, like what the the like fall salary release numbers can say, though. Yeah, that is an interesting question, right? Like, <laughs> how because much like, of this tab is Apple picking up? Because, like, obviously, it's going to be a big number. Yeah, but it's like, got to be. Clearly, the majority of the compensation is coming from the commercial side of things. Yeah. So, like, what is that? Five, five million. I'm going to say five million a year. I'm going to say he's. They're going to make sure he is the highest paid player in the league. It'll be nothing. You're right. They will. They will make that number say like nine, ten million, something like, like that. A, right. A, apparently. So like Insigne was 15 last year, but it's at seven and a half this year. Apparently yeah. the seven and a half difference is that he's being paid seven and a half salary and seven and a half through commercial agreements and whatever, all these like media <laughs> things he has to do. And apparently his agents were really mad that it was listed as seven and a half this year. Because uh, they wanted him to be the highest. They wanted yeah, because they wanted him to be the highest paid player in MLS uh, wow. and not Shakiri. So... I would not be shocked if we saw Messi's number at fifteen million and one dollar. I mean, in fairness, Shakiri's agents were equally mad. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The okay, so it, it, in this current like because right now Inter Miami is what I would consider to be a very bad soccer team. Right, like they're not yes. very, they're not very good by, I guess. That's a very astute of, uh, analysis. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. by any metric, like they're just not very good. They just fired their coach. They just, um, you know, they've got players that aren't aren't good at soccer. Uh, you know, they've got high, they got contracts they got to move. Let's pretend for, and it's a dumb thing to pretend. <laughs> But let's pretend for a second that we're not going to get Messi and friends. Uh, we're going to get Messi and this Miami team. <laughs> well, Sasha Kleschen said it this weekend, and I, I'm glad he said it because I think it's I think it's accurate. This is not a playoff team with Messi. It's not. It it, it, it it's maybe close. They may look into it, but uh, man. Uh, you have to be pretty bad to just absolutely not be anywhere near the playoffs, right? I mean, every everybody has a shot at the playoffs. So I'll, I'll caveat it with a few things. Like, one, I'll say, <clears throat> how sure are you that it's not a playoff team? Because, like, even now, they're, I think they're seven points out of the playoffs. So it's like, a lot of it depends how many games he plays. But, like, they did have both of their starting center midfielders and defensive midfielders go down for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Quarantine mm-hmm. John just went down for the whole season. Uh, they're getting like nothing from Pizarro every week who will probably be bought out in the summer. Like they have gotten hammered by injuries and they're still like feeling the effects of whatever sanctions from the Matuidi working at Planet Fiz- Fitness. Exactly. Business. Yes. Yes. So like, On one hand, yeah, okay, fine. Kind of how I expect it to go is that this half season is going to be a little bit of like a messy traveling circus business. Like he'll go, they'll get him to play in as many games as possible. Don't get hurt. Make sure you can play next week, and it is what it is. And then they go into the off season, and like Pizarro's off the books. You can do whatever you want with Joseph. 
you still have Campana, you still have like Mota and um, Gregor will be back. And now you have like some leeway to actually do what you want. You're past the sanctions, like Matuidi's off your bucks now. You're past the sanctions, you can do what you want. If that means bringing Busquets and Suarez and the traveling messy fan show or whatever, like sure, fine. But, yeah, I, think, but I mean, even if they don't get those players, they're going to be in the market for just about anyone, right? Yeah, All yeah, they have for to sure. Do is say, hey, come play with Messi. For sure. I wonder how many people are going to come in, like, take a league minimum to live in Miami and play with Messi. Like, I wonder if it's going to be like the buyout market in the NBA. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't think their roster sucks. Like, I don't. I think there is legitimate talent there. What happens the rest of the season? I don't know. I would expect it is a little bit more commercial than it is competitive. But next year, I would say, like, the betting odds for them will be extremely favorable. Can, can I ask a question to Ian real fast? Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've wanted to ask you this all week, and I, I've, I purposely did not text you because I wanted to ask it here, and I want to record it. Okay. I want to know your thoughts. Next season, Nicholas Ladero is a free agent. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? You, I, I feel like with Chris Henderson down there, that makes a lot of sense. A lot of connections. He has a relationship with both Suarez and Messi. Uh, it just, my goodness. Are, Lader- are Ladero and Messi boys? Is that a thing I didn't know about? I don't know about him being boy. He, he's very close with Luis Suarez. He's uh, very close with Suarez. Uh, he, they're Suarez both Uruguayan, right? They, like that they vacationed with Messi. Like he's gone on vacations with yeah, Messi. Yeah, Suarez is very close with Messi. So I, I, I would assume they've crossed paths before. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, to get to the brunt of your question, I mean, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, I think they'd be kind of in a situation again that they are sort of. I don't know what he. It would be interesting to see what he'd take uh, to do that. Like, I, I don't think you could make him a DP. Like, I don't know. Like, again, I don't know what rules are going to apply to Miami going forward for building around Messi. Like my presumption is that they're going to basically be able to do whatever they want. Um, you, you think it would take a DP deal to get Ladero? I, well, that's I what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that makes sense if you have to make him one of your two messy friends, but sure. I, I would again, I also don't know what Miami is going to be allowed to do. And I presume they're going to be allowed to do basically whatever they want to make this work for Messi and keep Messi happy. I'm um, so, I'm so curious to see if there's like, Oh, hey, by the way, uh, we invented um, MAM, messy allocation money. <laughs> yeah, um, you just play with Messi. Every, messy wants every it, team gets $5 million to spend on players that have previously played with Messi in the world. <laughs> That's That's a, I mean, they're not going to have to pay, pay certain players. Certain players can just be, live in the negative at a certain point in time to go and play and just like – live in Miami. Like you said, like that's, that, that is a legitimate thing. It, it's not like Miami's going to have to cook the books. Let's be realistic here. They're no. not going to have to, they're just going to wave. Hey, come play a free season with Messi. And there's players who are very good and above MLS average and they will do it. Yeah. But I think like they, like, I don't think Bush gets is going to come and take $83,000 to play in Miami. Agreed. I agreed. So it's and like, yeah, a- like, they're going to be like play free for Messi or get more than several national GDPs in Saudi Arabia are your choices right now, right? If you're those guys, I don't know how much of a, a pull I'm, Messi is for guys that have, you know, in their like thirties that have already played in or with or around Messi. That's fair. 
I would be I would a be surprised. Twenty five year old from Argentina. Yeah, I mean, there's that market for sure. I I would be surprised if it was as messy in friends and if, as we're expecting. Like, I yeah. don't think. I would like, agree with I, that. I, I would. I wouldn't be shocked if Busquets came and was like, "Yeah, I'll play for five hundred grand. Why not?" Instead of playing for one point five million. Sure. Same with like whatever Jordi Alba. I don't really get the Jordi Alba thing because they have a good left back already, but whatever. Um, or like if Suarez is like, yeah, I'll come. Why not? But I don't think it's going to be like five guys. Like I wouldn't be shocked if it's like two, and they're yeah. like low Tam, high non mm-hmm. Tam. Agreed. I don't know. And I think at the same time, like they have very much shifted their outside of Messi. Their like talent acquisition has looked pretty different under Henderson and like Sam Gregory. Like they've picked up yes. some like weird people from different places and like I don't know. I, I don't I would be shocked if they like bend all of that and like we're gonna play a bunch of 35 year olds and it's a charity game. Yeah, I, I agree. I yeah, everything that you said, yes, double for me. Well, and I mean, that's cool. Like, I think I'd be, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, that sounds good. I don't know. I think that there's going to be like, I wonder how long this sort of, because like, I don't know, like you build a team around Messi, like, is it going to be thrilling to people to like tune in and watch Messi lose week after week? Is that going to be something people like to do? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Probably. Maybe. I mean, ask the Galaxy fans about Beckham's first two years. I mean, they won stuff, though, didn't they? They were pretty good. They were, like, already a Avenged, good team. Uh, no. I no. Right. Yeah. They, they were terrible before, before Bruce Arena showed up. And, you know, and Arena had some really candid and, I thought, good thoughts on it, um, as crazy as they are. Um, I, I thought he, he said some interesting things. And, yeah, they were all pretty valid, um, in my in my opinion. But, um yeah, they, they were not a winning team until he showed up. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was kind of their change. And, and whole. getting Donovan there, right? Yeah, and getting Donovan can, to come back. and From like a soccer perspective, though, like Messi is like a different stratosphere to Beckham. Yeah. Agreed. Like, when, we, when, we were, when we were validating G+, like way back, like, I don't know, February 2020, March 2020, when we were looking at like peak Messi seasons, he was putting up like, I don't know, like three times as much G plus as Carlos Vela in his best ever season. Yeah. I mean, he's good. <laughs> he's, he's just a completely different, like, I mean, I think about like Zlatan, like, right. That's probably the closest kind of comparable we have to like a talent gap. Right. And, I- like, I mean, he, I don't want to say he single handedly like dragged LA into the playoffs, but he kind of did. Like, uh, very close to it. Yeah, he was a, you know, like 95% of their offense. So, I mean, I don't think it's impossible that um, he could be like, he's going to score goals. He's going to, I mean, assume if he can get assist to Campana and Martinez, but you know, or Suarez, like, he's going to be fine. That's fine, but it's yeah. not It's not the attack. I mean, it is partially the attack that's plaguing Miami, but, I mean, largely it's the 
fact that they have the worst defense in the league. Miami, uh, Miami's not suddenly going to stop like just bleeding goals because Messi stops on the pitch. Like they will a degree probably just from pure possession base uh, attack. But I mean, you know, and I'm sure Javier Morales will will approach that through <laughs> more possession. But yeah. the question really relies are they just going they're giving up so many like goals added against uh xg against um yeah it, they're the worst it's, not, it's they're the worst in, in both categories it's it's not good friends it's not and messi's not going to suddenly make that part of their uh of their team better okay let's take Here, let's take like oh go ahead here's my hypothetical for you okay they Messi's supposed to get here July 21st, which is like a League's Cup date for against Cruz Azul, I think. They play 12 league games after that date with a varying amount of difficulty in opponents. How many goals and assists, like goal contributions, does Messi have to put up to get them into the playoffs? Honestly? Games? Honestly? I think near 20. That's the number that I have in my head. I was gonna so, say fifteen. I was gonna say fifteen, maybe drags them. So Z- apparently, Zlatan put in twenty-eight in his first twenty games the season he joined the Galaxy. Yeah, and they didn't get into the playoffs, and they were closer than Miami are. Miami is at this point, yeah. And the team was better, like in general. So there's the other Messi thing, right? To where <laughs> Messi is going to be the most uh, protected player on the planet, we'll say, continue to be. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. I, he, he, it's, it's wild that this is like the dumbest hypothetical scenario that someone comes up with, right? When they go like, when they imagine something like this happening, like, well, what if you put Messi on the worst team, you know? And we're actually going to like see how it goes. Like that's so crazy. I love that. It's um, true. It's a good point. <laughs> all right. Outside of soccer, uh, let me just get your temperature real quick. This is a no. This is a safe space. Okay. This oh, is, my you, weekend was great. Thank you. You can. So sweet. You can. You can. You can hate. You can do whatever. Are you? Are you? How stoked are you on like a scale of one to five here? For, for this messy circus? Uh, like a four? Like, I'm in the unique position of, like, one, we're one of the teams that Messi will not come to Toronto until 2024. True. Um, True. And I have been lucky enough to see him play before. So it's, like, not... I'm not, like, oh, my God, I have to go see Messi play before he retires. But I think, like, as a whole, like, this is a big deal. And, like, we always talk about like I am definitely one of those people who kind of roots for the league as a whole. Mm-hmm. Where like a lot of our friends work in the league, and it's very cool to see the teams have more money and have the the league make more money, and all those things are really really neat. Uh, and this, I think, is like I think the league has been kind of stuck—not stuck, but I don't know—stuck for a while. And mm-hmm. I think this is like a very big watershed moment of like, oh, MLS has like legit global eyes every single week forever now. Every goal is going on Instagram for 20 million views. Every single messy highlight is getting 100 million views. And people are seeing, people are going to see like uh, Justin Glad smash Messi, 
like that people are going to see that and that's a cool thing i think for the league yeah harrison oh god uh i'm honestly i if i'm being completely honest it's like out of two I, I'm, I'm I, like, it's fine. It's whatever. I will tell you, my 13 year old son is counting the money that he needs to have uh, to buy a ticket. Like, I was like, I don't know, man, tickets are going to be pretty expensive. It's going to be Seattle. I don't know if I feel like really going. And I was kind of downplaying the whole thing. Dude, like he busted out like I need to do X amount of this and that. And he's like pulling out spreadsheets and <laughs> And calculating how much money he needs to have, like buy tickets out there, and he's like, "I'll go without you." Like I'm going. <laughs> so if that, like, if that doesn't tell you, like, it's it's a huge deal. My my son doesn't isn't into soccer because I'm into soccer. He's into soccer because that's just uh, him and his friends are into soccer. That's that's yeah, a new I, generational I, sport, right? And it's huge. For, for kid, I mean, and like for kids, I mean, like the the messy online presence is just. Wow. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah, for it's sure. Unreal. Just like how much like the internet is saturated with like with messy discourse, like all the time, always, and you know, conversations about it. I think it's a very um yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I'm a well known hater of all things fun. Um and I guess my only concern is like I agree with Karen, but I don't want this to be a thing where like it just sort of does this. We just have this for like two years, right? And then that's just kind of, we just kind of, nothing grows. Like where like we don't change roster rules, we don't change caps or DPs or whatever. You know, we don't make any actual adjustments to like embrace this new visibility. Um, so We're I don't looking know, back like, five years from now going, hey, wasn't it great when Zlatan was here? Right, exactly. Like what? how much... How much of the needle did that really move in the end? Like, I know it's not the same. Like, Messi's a, a much bigger name even than Zlatan. But, like, that didn't move, like, the overall MLS needle, I would say, really at all in ways that I've noticed. Um, you know, and then we had, like, Lorenzo and Signe. Like, that didn't really move the needle. Or maybe that's what brought us to Messi. I don't know. Maybe it did. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I'd have to see some response. I don't want MLS to kind of become... Uh, this thing where it's just messy and then everybody else is just like kind of sec. I, I'm not dumb. I know that's going to happen for a while. And I get that. I really do. But like, if you go to the website now, like MLS's website, like all they've talked about since this, and I, I knew they were going to, but it's just like, just front page is just nothing but messy. And then they replaced their front page of messy with nothing but more front page of messy. And I was like, right. But like, we have other teams, we have other players that people already like, people that are already support in the league. I, I don't want like every storyline to just get vacuumed under like this messy circus. And I think like that's sort of inevitable. But like that's my only concern. It's just that like it's gonna be two years of like this circus and nothing really changes. And then when he's gone, we're just like, Oh, that was that was interesting for two years. Yeah. That's a fair uh, that's fair. And yeah. uh, to be perfectly honest, I, that's also kind of where I'm at as well. So, yeah. so anyway, welcome, Lionel Messi. You're welcome to come on the show if you want. Uh, I assume you're listening, doing some scouting. Uh, you know, we'll we'll have your friends on too, Busquets, Suarez. I suppose hey, Aguero streams and like Aguero makes streams. fun of he makes fun of him and texts him and is like, "Yeah, Miami lost again. You suck." 
<laughs> I, I do enjoy that bit. Yeah, that is fun. Uh, I mean, uh, look, is anybody? I, one last thing, and then we'll, we'll, we can transition. I just want. I am so excited that like you talked about like the idea of Messi having highlights being like a hundred thousand or a hundred million views, and just like the idea of Amaro Tarek getting posterized in like Miami, <laughs> like that yeah. just is, is so silly to me. So just it's it's surreal. Yeah. Anyways, it is a very weird thing. You're going to see some very like. <laughs> well, because the other thing too is like, so I don't know. Like, if you go online ever and watch like like a messy highlight online, like on Twitter, like in the replies are like 7,000 dudes with Cristiano Ronaldo avatars that are like, <laughs> nice defending, <laughs> nice goalkeeping. <laughs> so we're going to get all that too. Like we don't just get messy Twitter. We also get Ronaldo Twitter now too. And it's awful. It's like the dumbest 14 year olds online. Like It is so bad. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're gonna. That's that's us now. Here, so. here, my last thought: Who is the perfect sacrificial lamb for the first like messy poster? Oh, yeah. Okay, like that's, like chop chop yeah. falls over, chips the keeper from thirty yards. Like, who is the sacrificial lamb? Oh man! Like in my dreams, are like, hmm, wow. Any, in your dreams, in your dreams, I'll say they're like remaining games that he will likely play. Charlotte, Red Bull, Nashville, LAFC, SKC, Atlanta United, TFC, Orlando, NYCFC, Chicago Fire, Cincinnati, and Charlotte again. <laughs> Charlotte gets the double mess. Aure- Aurelia Colin. Like, he doesn't even play. Like, just, does he I, I don't play? know. I, I don't know. I, just, I want some team <laughs> to like, take him up on a 10-day contract, and he just, like, falls over. And after trying to, like, push him, like tries to shove him and like misses and he gets chipped. Like that would just be a freaking hilarious. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to put my stake in for Aaron Long away to LAFC. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking it's gotta be LAFC God. or Chiellini just, or Chiellini. That would Chiellini be, would be pretty amazing. So good. Yeah. I think it's gotta be LAFC. Like I, I really hope that, that he just kind of comes in and does like, cause they were also the ones that got posterized by Zlatan in like the first two minutes. Um, but yeah. The, the crazy volley. Yeah, from 48 yards or whatever. (laughs) God bless Tyler Miller and his soul. Yeah, just like, sorry, bud. Uh, All right, let's, uh, we got to move on. We've talked about Messi for a while, as everybody has. And I said we weren't going to do it, and we went ahead and did it. So um, let's go to, um, who are we talking about this week? Houston, yeah, and Nashville. Correct. Let's talk about the Houston Dynamo. Messi doesn't play for them. Messi does not play for the Houston Dynamo. I think um, they could use Messi. I'm going to ask both of you a question. Oh, God. All right. What does Benny Ball mean to you? Oh, my God. Can I give a real answer? Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, Houston are not, they're not amazing. But no. their floor is, like, decently high because they defend their ass off. And, like... They're consistently pretty organized. I think they've had quite a lot of penalty luck, if we're being honest. But yeah, for the most part, like this team was a mess last year. And like they've been unlucky with some injuries so far, but they're consistently organized and competitive. Like they beat LAFC 4 0 the other night. And okay, it's not a 4 0 game, but they played LAFC and it was like 1.1 to 0.7. Actually, that's an amazing performance from Houston against yeah. LAFC. 
So yeah. results may be a little bit kind so far, but like legitimately massive improvement uh, in performances. Yeah. What does it mean to you, Harrison? <clears throat> I, I, I think he just gets the most out of the resources that he has. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily playing to one specific style. I think he's very flexible and as uh, Kieran said, I think that he just is really, uh, I, I think of it as uh, utilizing players very, very much like Brian Schmetzer in their best available spot, playing players where it makes sense. And sometimes, some, sometimes just being logical and playing conservatively um, nets you a lot when you have a team that, you know, um, you need to get the absolute most out of. Um. Our friend Dustin, who's written a little bit for ASA, he's written some season previews for Houston, covers Houston down there for Bayou City Soccer. And he um, he asked uh, Benjamin Olsen what Benny Paul meant to him. Uh, and ben, ben Olsen did not like the question. Um, I think he finds it uh, pejorative a bit. Um, can't, but, I can't uh, believe that to be true. That's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I think basically what he said was like, being tough. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Soccer coaches never disappoint. Um, Houston is a well. Okay, Hector Herrera is good, right? I mean, that's the thing. Well, he is this year. Yeah, it's he was really good last good year. Too. He was really good last year too. G plus has loved him pretty consistently. Yeah, I think he's like right by. I thought he was down right the, the top of the league. Yeah, I think he's right at the top of the league in our G plus. Uh, metric, which is, I know he is nice. this year. I just didn't realize he was last year too. He is uh, actually for raw. He is at the very top here. Yeah, um, which is like to do that from midfield because like so for for people who are maybe not super familiar with kind of the background behind G plus, the whole reason we do position adjusting is because if you just measure raw G plus, it's mm-hmm. just strikers. Like it's just strikers and goalies and nobody else because generally all the good stuff happens in either box. And that's just the reality of how soccer kind of works. So we position adjust to give other positions like a little bit of love and show them for a center midfielder to lead in raw G plus is insane. Yeah. I, I, I mean, um, I don't think I, I stated that correctly for his position. Sorry. Just in total. I like, I didn't pronounce oh, well, it. He might be leading. Yeah, he, he might be I winning take my too. rant back. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he, is, he is absolutely leading. He is absolutely leading above average uh, G plus right now. Yeah, uh, he is. Um, he is very good. His uh, his his partner in field, Karaskilla, also very good. Um, that's a really good like basis for a team right there. I don't think they're the finished article, obviously, by any stretch, but like it's pretty good. Well, I was going to ask you, like, is that is that the one of the like, maybe the most underrated midfield in the league? You have Artur there that G plus really has liked in his nine hundred or so minutes as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really like, like, I don't know how to like scale um, underrated. Really, I don't know how to like. No, but, but okay. So you look at this team, and you're like, okay, these three midfielders, Arthur, uh, Karaskaya, and uh, Herrera, are not going to be the first. Well, maybe Herrera, but th- those other two are not uh, are not the players you're thinking of that are like, oh, these are like the top, um, you know, midfielders in this mm. in this league. 
there's a lot of really talented players. And for those three to be doing what they've been doing this year from G plus perspective, as well as, you know, raw numbers perspective, I mean, they're, they're really carrying this team. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Herrera, by the way, is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth in raw G plus. So still pretty good. Not that it's all pretty close. Uh, Bongo Kule Hwangwane is leading in Raji Plus. We probably need to talk about that on another day. Um, For that's sure. not something I expected to per, see there. Per, nine, per 96, he's third by Raji Plus. Yeah. Which is wild. And only wild. one striker ahead of him, Brian White. Good, good player. Um, so I think Houston, obviously, I don't think it, it's particularly obvious, or I don't think it's particularly groundbreaking to say. Uh, you know, Sebastian for didn't work out. Um, you know, they think that's a, a spot they could definitely upgrade on. I thought he was okay last year. Uh, this year, you know, he's just not, Ben Olsen just doesn't like him. <laughs> like, he's just, he's not going to be a part of this. Uh, so, like, I can only imagine, you know, you add somebody better in that position, you know, with that slot. I assume they're going to figure out how to kind of move on from him at some point soon. Like, that's, that team is looking a whole lot more potent, I think. And um, I think even their defense is like really good. Like, like Steve Clark has been good. Uh, Teenage Adebe is decent. Like, I don't know. Like, there's, they're not, I don't think they're super far off being like a competitive team. I, I don't like looking at, at, at this kind of roster right now. It's, it's definitely not there yet, but. No, um, and, and they've, and they've hired um, Source Football to do their recruitment. From an analytics yep, perspective, which I lot. think is quite nice. Like already has turned up um Eliu, I can't remember his first name, Ibrahim maybe. Yep. Eliu, yeah, who yeah. like hasn't done a ton in the league yet, but gives them some useful pace and transition and like scored a very nice goal in the open cup the other day, which they're having a quiet little run in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so, looks good. Like uh, there's there's a lot to like as a project. Like I don't think they're there yet, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but like they're not super old. They don't have anybody on like super immovable contracts. Maybe just the the Sebas Ferreira one is like kind of ugly. But I don't know. There's some some interesting stuff moving forward. I'm I'm quietly positive on where they're going. And, and you know, like they like you said, they've hired well, like analytically as well. They got sourced there. We have a friend, you know, that was that's done work with ASA that, that's now there Probably as well. Carpenter. We have. Um, they're they're uh Houston, their second team, their MLS next team, uh Ken Bundy, their coach there, like yeah. is a big, big ASA, big analytics guy. So we really like him too. <laughs> so like the organizational structure is there to put in like, we're gonna do this smart, we're gonna do this well, because recruitment has been awful for them um in the past. It's been one of their biggest problems is they keep bringing in these guys on big contracts that keep just not delivering over and over again. So um yeah, even if it's not this year or next year, like I think in the next couple of years, this could be a team that you're looking at going like, okay, Houston's here now. Yeah, but I mean, it's not even the the, the top of the roster. They've they've added onto that backhand like Franco Escobar that they picked up on mm-hmm. a cheap deal. You know, Daniel Starris. Uh, yeah, the, Daniel Starris. Um, you mentioned Steve Clark already. They they've uh, they've added a lot of bottom of the roster type things that just helps helps everything you know uh just that the talent just rise a little bit more the average talent level just rise and uh, yeah. yeah they just don't have a goal score um 
I mean, really, the biggest thing. There's no, right, there's like, no nine. It's just like a lot of the mean bashing penalties. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I was looking at those, like, oh, oh yeah, here's you. the top of the score, and I think literally six of those are penalties. Of his yeah. five, five, yeah, five of them, yeah. Okay, so, five. yeah, it's not. They got a. That's not going to be. Well, that probably won't be sustainable over a long period of time. But yeah, no, but I mean, he's still creating from the wing and uh, Von Franco as well. I mean, he, they're doing the their small stuff, right? They, yeah, they're not being that number nine that you expect to have. You know, a, a good for solid shots from every game. But you know, he they're still creating on their own and in isolate. I mean, I, I was very critical of him uh, a few weeks ago, uh, maybe even a month ago. Um, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time watching a lot of the replays. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little bit more bought into this pro- to this program and to this organization than maybe I was about a month ago. Yeah. Um. Let's uh, let's shift gears here to our other team this week, uh, uh, Nashville. This is the Fafa Pika rivalry, right? The the Fafa Pika derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Nashville is a team, I think, that they're, they're so interesting because they're very, I don't know. Is there a team that's more like players, Oatmeal. one player centric? <laughs> like, I, I wonder if you could find like, like a bigger ratio of like, this is 90% of your offense, like is the, the Mukhtar in Nashville. So I, I think I looked at this last year. Towards the end of the season, maybe when we started yeah, recording, we have talked about this before, or, sure. or it was a tri- or it was a trivia question or something. But he was like, there were like three teams ever that had had one player create more of their total XG output. Yeah, um, and he was like pretty close to fifty percent. I want to say like forty five percent, maybe. Yeah, which is a lot. Uh, and he's on a heater. Heater. He's, yeah, he started yeah. a little a little slow for him. Uh, this season and has come and just uh, been unfair back to his whole, I'm not a fair player in this league. Did anybody see this coming? Like at all? Like when they signed him, did anyone go like, no. oh, oh, that's going to be the best player in the league for the next few years? No, I, he, the only thing I knew about Mukhtar before he came to Nashville is that when he was playing in Sweden, maybe, he had a silver team of the season card in FIFA Ultimate Team that yes. had like all 90 stats and was rigged. That's the only one that I was like, oh, I know that guy. And that was it. <laughs> yeah, I knew him from FIFA as well. And that's and, and even with knowing him from FIFA, like it didn't there was nothing that stood out to me that was like, oh, this guy's going to like just take over and, and be be comfortable being 50 to 60 percent of this team's, you know, XG. And they'll just go ahead and be able to just survive with just feeding him. Yeah. So looking around, but I mean, like they've also got um, this guy, uh, Schaffelberg, right? That's been a really good signing. The Schaff, I love him. I think he's like G plus is adoring him this year. Yeah. It adored him at TFC as well, though. And just like he's giving some like other offense there as well. Um, I don't know. It's great because he's such a useful secondary runner and like, Hanny is such a good transition passer. Like we've seen so many goals already this year. I think back to the very first game of the season, which I think was Nashville NYC. 
their second goal is like, Hanny comes on as a sub. I'm going to like, ooh, hold the ball in the field, draw four players to me. And Schaffelberg just like sprints like a fourth line left winger in hockey and just is <laughs> flying for a through ball. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. Why not? I'll run. And he just doesn't care. He'll just run behind. He doesn't care how many touches he gets. He's just going to run and crash the box and chase and press. And he, I think he's like a really – I said this when he moved that um, Ben Wright – uh, from Nashville was like, hey, do you want to like talk about what Schaffelberg is like for the the publication that he writes for? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I think culturally he's a really good fit for this team because he's like a stereotypical Canadian hockey boy. Like he puts his head down and he grinds, which is very much, I think, what this team is about. Like even Hanny is the star. Like the guy works defensively. And other than that, it's like a lot of guys who work for the group and defend and chase and hunt and I think that it's really cool because we always talk about teams having identities in MLS and everybody's like, I want to play attractive attacking soccer. And Nashville are like, no, we are going to play extremely tight defensive soccer and we're going to hit you on the counter and we're going to be good on set pieces. And like they took Lucas McNaughton who could not play possession soccer in Toronto and we're like, no, but you can defend the penalty box. And he's played five nineties and looks great. And I think that it's very cool that they're different. Yeah, they're a um, they play unattractive, pragmatic soccer, and they do it very, very well. <laughs> uh, quite I like watching them, though. I do. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's not. I don't want to like aesthetics or whatever, right? Like the eye beholder and all that, but it, it does feel like um, unless you're doing like short passing, tiki taka stuff, it's not attractive football. But like, I love like those fast transition, like big break teams like that's like that's where my that's my juice right there um and they're fun at that like they're one of the better teams at that um yeah and uh yeah lucas mcnaughton was another great like pickup for them like they've just done some smart acquisitions i'd say and like even pico has done a job there like he hasn't been amazing but he's given them an option there another one um and like just it's mukhtar zimmerman and just a lot of guys that are pretty much overlooked and unheralded that are just doing a fantastic job well, like what Ron Swanson always like says, I know what I'm about, son. Right? Uh, Nashville knows what it's. Uh, Nashville knows what they're about. Like they're not going to go and spend, uh, you know, ten million dollars on, uh, you know, on that on a player. They they did shell out for Mukhtar, but aside from that, a lot of what they've spent getting Walker Zimmerman, you know, uh, even bringing in uh, uh, the right back uh, Shaquille Moore, like even in bringing like in him. One. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but even with that, they're not spending gobs of money. They're they're really focused on on acquiring the right piece for the right situation and making it fit. Um, I, I am a little worried about their midfield. Um, I don't feel like Dax McCarty's the same Dax McCarty. I feel like Animal Gatoy has kind of taken a step back. Uh, Young Gregus has not been in really limited what he only had uh, a U.S. Open Cup game and um, and uh, I think he played one other game that I saw um, he was okay like he's still shaking off rust and there's one other one that just seemed uh, like Sean Davis Sean Davis has kind of taken a step back also so can, I, I feel like believe, this is going to be something they need to address this offseason can you believe Sean Davis is 30 now Please don't talk to me about player ages. I'm not okay with that. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not at a place in my life where I can like 
I, I feel comfortable talking about that. So I was, so I was going to ask this, like as, because they're they're top of the East by XGD. I think they're second by points behind Cincinnati, um, and they're like second in the whole league by points. Like they are killing it. Is that your like big question mark through the summer transfer window and through the second half of the season? Is because we are at I don't know if you've noticed at like basically exactly halfway. Like everybody mm-hmm. has played mm-hmm. mostly seventeen of thirty four games, short of LAFC. But yeah, is that is that your big question then? The yes. The midfield stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that they have a lot of holes on their roster. I think you, you and Ian nailed it, right? This is a really solid foundational team. I just worry about the length uh, of how long these the center midfield uh-huh. can be carried. Um, if yeah. they can pick up where, where they're falling short, this is a team that can absolutely challenge for the MLS Cup, and they can do some make some noise in those uh, one-game playoffs. But if their midfield is not up for those games, Handy Mukhtar is not carrying this team. He just can't. He can't like he can't go out there and for four games straight and score twelve goals. He won't. He won't be able to. Not in MLS playoffs. Yeah, I I think I'm still pretty curious, like what their plan is for the striker spot, because like they waived um, Ake Loba. So like, they traded CJ Sapong. Yeah, they traded Sapong to, to TFC. I think that was as much getting off his salary as anything else. Yeah, agreed. So like there is room to do stuff in the summer window. And they have very clearly not been afraid of spending fees. Um, like the Shaq Moore fee is much higher than I would have paid. They paid quite a bit of money for Hanny. Like, I don't know. I, I'm I guess I'm curious with what they do with the nine, but I do agree that they're quite thin in midfield. I know they had some issues with center back depth earlier in the year because of um, the center back they traded for getting injured immediately, whose name escapes me. He used to play for the Galaxy. Can't remember his name. Oh uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Romney. Um, Romney, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he got had like season ending surgery right away. So again, I think they're like maybe a little bit a teeny weeny bit thin. Um, but it's MLS, everybody's a teeny weeny bit thin, especially heading into League's Cup. So I'm curious to see where they choose to use their limited ammunition in the summer as if they go for a nine, if they go for midfielder, I don't know. I think they're getting back uh, Randall Leal as well. And I think that, that that will help them in the nine spot if they choose to play him up there, which they have at times. Yeah, he did. Uh, he, I, he came back I, and I against I, TFC on the weekend, I think. And yeah, scored he scored. He? An unfortunate Sean Johnson error. And <laughs> Insigne dusted Shaq Moore. It was like, if it was messy, <laughs> if it was messy the clip would be like, on the billboard in Times Square. Yeah. And it probably <laughs> will be someday soon. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, you know, you got public transportation advocate, Teal Bunbury as well. Um, <laughs> a strange turn he took, but I, I, I support him. He's right. Uh, you know, it, it's a good team. It's, um, <clears throat> It's not a flashy team, and I like that about them a lot. They have like the one mega star, and even like as good as he is, like I don't, I don't hear a lot about him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel, I feel like that's a little disingenuous to Walker Zimmerman, who is probably near uh, a superstar as a center back. Yeah, team but get he's in MLS. a center back superstar. I know. So no I one know. cares. I, fair, but at the same time, <laughs> I feel like it's a little disingenuous. But yeah, you're right. Walker Zimmerman has been immense for them, obviously, as well. And, and that was 
And to be fair, like Hanny just won the MVP. Like he's not. But it's even not, it's not like we're like, oh, this guy stinks. Like he did just win no, the MVP. But like even like as like I don't know. Well, I think Zimmerman's been winning like defensive player of the year as many times, just short of like shooting for Chad Marshall's, you know, infamous, you know, career like, record. Okay, like when Joseph Martinez was like in his thing, like we just, like, that was all anybody talked about was Joseph Martinez. Like, it's no, true. No, yeah. People aren't talking true. about you're that not, about Danny Mukhtar. Um, and that's fine. Maybe this will be the year he gets his respect, you know, gets his, yeah. gets his yeah, flowers. Yeah, when, when Messi comes into the league, he's going to get, he's going to get Never mind. Flowers. There's zero chance that this is the year that Danny Mukhtar <laughs> well, gets his respect or ever. And down in Atlanta, now they got Gio. So who has as many, um, you know, goals as Hanny? So same difference. Well, let's do trivia. All righty. I've got lots of trivia for you. Um, okay. I A little backstory. Uh, Monday night of last week, we normally record on Tuesdays. I woke up in the middle of the night being like, oh, my God, I haven't written trivia for tomorrow. So I wrote this trivia at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Um. Six questions, as always. Three on the Dynamo, three on Nashville. Uh, Ian won last week, pretty sure. So, Give me question number one. Okay. Uh, when the Quakes moved to Houston in 2005, uh, they had like an official name. It was a whole thing before they eventually switched to the Dynamo. What was that name? Uh, they were going to be, oh, that, I, I don't know. I do not know. Harrison, would you like to steal their official Houston, name? Houston Burn. No, <laughs> no. It was Houston 1836. Which oh, I think is, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah, is yeah, that's right. That's yes. right. Uh, yeah, that's, I had no that's idea. A, that's a stupid name. I'm glad they didn't do that one. Yeah, I believe Honest, people Honestly, really? No, that makes, I mean, it would make sense why they, why they would protest. That makes sense. Yes, I think the Mexican-American community was not trust. Yeah, they're probably, it, it's probably they a not, little they not great. Sorry. It's a, it's a dub name. It was supposed yeah. to be the same logo though with, or like they had like the picture of Sam Houston in the background or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, uh, zero points, nil point, both ways. Harrison, nice. two to six, which one would you like? Number four, please, sir. Uh, Hanny Mukhtar is the quintessential MLSDP success story, I would argue. A European journeyman finds his forever home in some American city most Europeans are unfamiliar with and hits success in the field in the best possible way. I need you to name any two of Mukhtar's clubs prior to Nashville, of which there are four. Oh, I know you said Sweden, but I don't think he, uh, maybe he played in Sweden. I remember him playing. Maybe he played player for Frankfurt. You could name a second club and then I will let you know. Okay. Uh, I, I believe he played for uh, Frankfurt and then I wanted to uh, uh, play for Shaka um, or maybe it was Wolfsburg. I don't remember. Those are, the th- those are my three guesses. Well, I can tell you that none of those three are correct. Nice. Uh, Ian, would I you really like to steal? I really felt like he played. Yeah, I can steal at least one of them. He came from Brondby, right? Yes, he did come from Brondby, which, if I am correct, is in Sweden. Oh, Where's that? Uh, Look I at me. I believe it's Denmark. <laughs> there we go. Well, Scandinavia, one big place. <laughs> it's just one big place. Uh, I, as for the other team, I know he played somewhere like... Uh, oh... 
he yeah, it was for some Bundesliga team. I honestly like Frankfurt would have probably been my guess too. Uh I don't know. Um did he play for like was he in was he in Red Bull for a while? I don't remember if he was in that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't I, I can't think of another one. What, Let's see. What's your formal guess? Just throw one out there. Uh was it uh gosh. I, I know it's not Leverkusen, but it's a team like Leverkusen. All those Bundesliga teams are very much kind of the same. I'm gonna take Leverkusen as your answer in the interest of time. Uh, sure. unfortunately it was Hertha Berlin. Okay. Uh, he also played he for Benfica it. briefly, and he oh, wow. played for Red Bull Salzburg. Oh, interesting. As well he was as there. So, yeah. one nil to Ian the Luckmaker Lamberson. Uh, Ian, which question would you like? Give me number five, please. Okay. Uh, this is this was a fun question to research. Uh, so Nashville, I didn't know this, but prior to Nashville getting an MLS team, they had a ton of lower division and local soccer um, culminating in like Nashville SC and USL, which then eventually became the MLS team. Which of the following team names did not belong to a team that has played soccer in Nashville over the years? Uh, The Bruins, the Opry, the Commodores, the Diamonds, or the Metros? The Bruins. Just one of those is a lie. They all sound like lies. Only one of the. Yes, this is why I love this question. Only one of those is a lie. The Bruins, the Opry, the Commodores, the Diamonds, or the Metros. Okay, it's it's the Opry. They wouldn't name it the Opry. It is indeed the Opry. Yeah. Uh, The Bruins are Belmont. The Commodores were Vanderbilt's team, which no longer exists. And then the Diamonds and the Metros played in, I don't know, various NPSLs or whatever they were called. Yeah. It would be cool, though, the Nashville Opry. Is that cool? I don't know. I I thought so. Uh, Yeah, it works. All righty, Harrison, you are in a 3 0 hole. Uh, That's what's new. This is this has been a down year for me. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll go with number two. Okay, uh, Houston are one of four MLS teams that own slash operate an NWSL team as well in the Houston Dash. I need you to name all of the other three for one point each. NWSL teams that also are owned by. MLS teams. Does that include uh, DC's team? Um, oh my God! Uh, I will. I will say no to you. It does not include DC's team. Spirit, Washington Spirit. I will um, say no. It does not include them because that is a somewhat dubious relationship. Uh, Oil Rain. Do they count? You can submit three guesses. Oh, God damn it! Uh, Orlando Pride, Portland Thorns. Um, and I'll just say OL Rain, but I don't think OL Rain count. I, even though that they're tied together, it's a weird relationship. I feel like that doesn't count. Uh, Are those yeah. three guesses? I'm missing. I'm missing a team, and I feel really stupid right now. But Portland, uh, Orlando, Seattle, it, just another another team standing out to me. Uh, Oh, uh, 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 L.A., uh, Angel City. It is Angel City? Angel City. We'll say Angel City, Portland Thorns, and uh, Orlando Pride. Uh, 
You got two. Portland or, and Orlando are true. Angel City is not owned and operated by uh, LAFC. They have their own. They share a stadium, but not much else. Uh, Ian, would you like to steal the third team? So is it, it has to be an MLS affiliate? They have an, they are owned and operated by an MLS ownership group. So it's not just sharing a stadium. Okay. Okay. I, 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 that's stupid. Now I recognize that because I know that uh, Angel City is owned by uh, the the woman ownership group. Uh, that's Natalie Portman. By it's Natalie, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yes, that is by, well, not just Natalie um, Portman, but there's a whole collection of celebrities. It's Natalie. It's Natalie Portman's team. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, is it? <sighs> I will say the answer to this oh is, my kind god. Of, is kind of sneaky. Oh my god. Do you know? Yeah. It? I, is I, it I just looked it up, but yeah. I don't know. Is it is it Kansas City's new team? Are they in the same ownership group? They are not. Uh Harrison, do you really know to drop it? Uh it, it's Chicago, right? Red Stars? No, it's not. Chicago actually don't have an owner right now. Uh, it's RSL oh, okay. in Utah, but Utah don't actually play in NWSL right now. But they did. Oh, that's a bull. Won. That's bull crap. That's they, bull crap. They are. Karen, that is that is bull crap. Karen. <laughs> well, you've taken two points and nobody got the third, so it's worked out okay. <laughs> fine, fine. Uh, you got. They are an NWSL team. They have players and a coach. They do. That's and true. They are, it's and fair. they are owned by the same ownership group. So, and Daryl Morey, I think, but that's a separate thing. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, Daryl Morey is involved with the new Utah. I didn't know that. Okay, all right. I didn't know that. There you go. Learn something new. Didn't listen to the NWSL pod. I, I, I just, so uh, being that we're on that, Louis Ration uh, going to be Bay City's uh, GM. Totally psyched about that. So, yes, that's going to be very cool, I think. Alrighty, Ian, you can put it away. Maybe I don't know. It depends on how many points are up for grab. With question three or six, give me question three. Uh, okay, so the Dynamo Academy is maybe not the most prolific of homegrown producers, which is kind of weird when Dallas down the road are. Um, they've only signed twelve homegrown players ever, and only two of them have made more than three appearances for the club. I need you to name either of them. Yeah, uh, Mimo. Yeah. Memo Rodriguez, he is one of them. Do you want to take a chance on the other one? Is it like a gamble? Can I just get a free guess? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a free guess. It's a free, guess. It's a free okay. guess. I think you guys would both know who this is. He's not currently in the league, but you would know who he is. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the goalkeeper. I can't remember his name, though. It is the goalkeeper. It's Tyler Derrick. Tyler Derrick, yeah. That's it. Oh, I totally forgot about that, dude. Okay, well, 5-2, heading into the last question. This one is only worth two points, so Harrison, it is purely for pride. Uh, Nashville's most famous supporter is almost certainly a biblical one in Soccer Moses. What did Moses' scripture say in his initial appearance at a Nashville SC game? (laughs) I believe it still says this, but I'm sure he's changed it for certain games. So I went with the first one. But it is his most famous uh, line of providence, if you were. I have no idea. Even <laughs> no clue. I, I do know it. It's, I, very, I, it's a very stupid. Take it away. Thou, sh- thou shalt. Uh, <laughs> is that Ian, what's, Ian, uh, Ian Steele, go uh, for it. 
Is it is it let my people go still? Yes, it is let my people go. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let my people go. What a question. What a question. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I like soccer buses. I don't know why I was just hating on soccer buses. Soccer buses is great. It's a, fun, it is a very it's fun funny. and unique thing. I like it. Yeah. Uh, that is it. That is all the trivia. Uh, let me pull the wheel up quickly because I didn't have it up. And we'll see what we get. Uh, we are like most of the way through the league. I think we only have like 12 teams left. So, oh, really? look who we got. Inter Miami. <laughs> we should have We should have just done swap. Yeah, I, I should have maybe held that one back. Uh, and we've got the Colorado Rapids. So okay. 30 minutes on the Rapids next week. All right. All right, cool. <laughs> 30 minutes. We're just not going to talk about Miami again. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the uh, A Mexican Soccer Analysis Show. Um, I want to thank my friends, colleagues, co-hosts, Karen Doyle. Find him on Twitter at Kier Doyle, K-I-E-R Doyle. Harrison Crow. You can find him on Twitter at Harrison underscore Crow. Uh, I am available on Twitter at a handle for Ian. Uh, please follow American Soccer Analysis on Twitter. That is at Analysis Evolved. And visit the website www.americansocceranalysis.com. Uh, got an article from Jared up there right now. Uh, it's passing so good. good. It's important. He always comes in and just drops a drops a drops a heater. We forget about him for a year, and then he just drops a heater. Um, very cool article. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, if you want to support American Soccer Analysis, and we really appreciate it if you did, uh, keep up with our rising server costs, as I say every week, and they just keep going up. Um, you can do so uh, at our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash American Soccer Analysis. Five dollars a month. There's only one tier. That's all we're asking. Um, that will get you into our American Soccer Analysis Discord, uh, where there are a lot of very cool people, very smart, big soccer, big soccer fans in there, NWSL, MLS, uh, also Warhammer fans, I guess, and D&D people, and anime, and just whatever other nerdy things you probably want to find, they're probably talking about it in there. So it's a great way to support us and be part of the community, um, and uh, we'd appreciate it if you give that a look, if you are able. Otherwise, we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Two weeks, excuse me. Until then, enjoy talking about Lionel Messi forever.